0: Hello and welcome to From the Newsroom, the weekly podcast presented by the Sentinel News Staff. I'm Brian Brunelles, Digital Director at the Sentinel. I am joined by Audra Gamble, our cops, police, slash...
1: Public safety. Public safety.
0: (laughs) Uh, You basically are living across the street in the...
1: (laughs) In the police department, yeah. (laughs) Reading
0: records, going through the courts. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Audra approached me about doing a podcast uh, concerning the number of deaths we've had in uh, Lake Michigan this year, particularly in our area, last night um, uh, a young man drowned in Port Sheldon. I believe it was.
1: Yep. Yeah. So on Lake Michigan in Port Sheldon Township. Yeah. Um, and this is definitely not the first drowning that we've had this year. We've had two drownings in Inland Lakes in Allegan County a little earlier in the summer. There have been three drowning deaths in Grand Haven, two of which happened pretty much the same day. Um, And then this one in Port Sheldon. Uh,
0: If you get a chance, um, look up the Grand Haven story written by Becky Vargo, one of our partners at the Grand Haven Tribune. She had some just unbelievable video that I believe went national picked up on national outlets it did. of uh, beach goers essentially forming human chain human chains and sweeping Lake Michigan trying to look for any survivors anybody that was struggling um how how can people stay safe? It seems like you know everyone wants to go to the beach on a nice warm day and enjoy themselves but you know, this is a, a a frightening situation that we've got. You know, like you said, three in Grand Haven and six total for our region, and right. seventeen across across like lake, uh, Michigan, Michigan. Yeah,
1: yeah. So this definitely is an ongoing problem and something. You know, as the public safety reporter that I'm very aware of, uh, since 2010, almost 700 people have drowned in the Great Lakes, which is. A really concerning number, obviously. I mean, one drowning is too much, but um, I think a lot of people are just really unaware of the power of the Great Lakes, especially if they're not necessarily from the lakeshore and they are coming here to travel or they're coming from the middle of the state and might not necessarily have been in Great Lakes beaches before and they get there and realize it really looks like an ocean and frankly has the power of one.
0: One of the simplest steps, uh, you know, has got to be just keep an eye out for the flags yes, that yeah. are posted.
1: Yeah, so this is a system um, that's at all of the Michigan State parks. Um, it's it's kind of like a stop sign or stoplight system of red, yellow, green, and it's the exact same you know warning colors meaning the same thing. So a green flag um will be posted at the state park beaches on a day that maybe there's 1 to 2 foot waves at most. There's not very many currents going on. In general, it means it's safe to get in the water, but always use caution. And then a yellow flag means medium hazard. There may be some currents going on the waves may be a little higher and red red flag means stay out of the water like that's not a joke red means stay out of the water like, get out of the water <laughs> don't yeah. get your feet yeah. wet like yeah. it it means that the waves and the wind are too powerful and there could be rip currents structural currents shoreline currents things that you can't see and even an olympic swimmer would not be able to get themselves out of
0: you mentioned that the state park has the flag system. Are other parks, county parks, uh, doing that as well? Um, like if you go to Tunnel Park, are you going to see flags out?
1: You're not going to see flags um, elsewhere than a state park, as like a matter of policy. Some some parks may be using that, you know, on their own, um, but the DNR is the one. Okay. that that has that flag system. So that's gotcha. why they're at the state park beaches. Gotcha. Yeah, um, It's important to note, too, that state park beaches, while they do have that flag system, do not have lifeguards at any Michigan state park beach. Um, so it really and truly is swim at your own risk. And if you're not taking the risk of those flags into account, you're not only putting yourself in danger, but you're also putting first responders in danger that may have to come save you, and you're also putting in danger other bystanders at the beach that may be asked to become part of a human chain.
0: And you've written that story before about the cost, financial yes. cost, when it comes to not only lifeguards, uh, but the rescue
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, when first responders are respond. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, there definitely is a cost to any sort of law enforcement or rescue action going on. Um, It's kind of dependent on how long the rescue takes and who's responding and that sort of thing. And it's not like they're going to charge someone that's drowning (laughs) to come and rescue them, obviously, but there is a cost to the taxpayer for those services. Um, So basically the breakdown, um, especially for the Coast Guard, is based on what sort of equipment they have to call out. So if a search and rescue helicopter has to come generally here from the Muskegon Air Base, it's about 7,500 dollars an hour to run that thing. That's fuel, personnel. I mean, that's a big chunk of change. Um, and a Coast Guard response boat is about3,300 $3, dollars an hour.
0: Uh, you and I saw those firsthand. Yes, two weeks, Two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, a week or two. Yeah,
0: there was a report of a man who got sucked into a drain. Uh, I guess a drainage, not a drainage ditch, but an
1: actual drain. Yeah, a storm drain. Storm drain. It ended up being a false, false report that the man was fine. But I mean, for an hour, that helicopter circled and the the boat searched Lake Mac, and um, you know, Coast Guard costs. They're part of the U.S. military, so that's that's federal money. Um, but When the Ottawa County Sheriff's Office dive team has to go out or their marine division, I mean, all of that is county taxpayer dollars at work. Um, There are a couple, and I literally mean a couple, as in two, cities on the Lake Michigan shoreline on the Michigan side that have um, lifeguard teams. That's um, St. Joseph and New Buffalo. Both of those teams, um, four full-time staff just during the summer, run those cities about $40,000 a year. So if you think of $40,000 for lifeguards that can enforce not letting people in the water or rescuing those people that are close enough to shore for a lifeguard to get at them, if that's $40,000 and it costs $7,500 per hour for a Coast Guard helicopter, I mean, you're kind of hedging your bets, which is less expensive. Right.
0: We did have a poll on our Facebook page where we asked our readers... Do you think Holland State Park should have lifeguards? Mm-hmm. And nearly seventy percent said yes. Right. Uh, so you're looking at you know at, you know probably that forty thousand dollar ballpark.
1: Yeah. So the thing is that um, even though Holland State Park is within Park Township, because it's under the purview of the Department of Natural Resources, even if Park Township wanted to, they could not employ lifeguards there. They would have to be employed by the Department of Natural Resources, which is not interested in having lifeguards at their state parks. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, they, they used to have them at state parks. People that have lived in Holland for a few decades will remember in the late 80s and 90s, the state parks started to get rid of their lifeguard services, which used to exist, and they never brought them back after the fact. So they pretty much rely on Coast Guard and local sheriff's offices to provide any sort of rescue services at any state park.
0: All right. And, um, any other tips for beachgoers? Sure. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so one of the, the groups that I rely on for statistics is the Great Lakes Surf Rescue Project. And these are two guys that are really passionate about water safety Um, And they teach classes and train lifeguards for open water rescue situations. Um, And one of the things that they really advocate is for children in all schools surrounding the Great Lakes states to have, just like they learn to stop, drop, and roll if they catch on fire, to have some sort of water safety education. Because it's not necessarily common sense um, especially if you're not around water very much so uh, one of the things that they want all kids to know and then obviously you know when they grow into adults to remember this along with stop drop and roll they want people to know to flip float and follow so that means that if you get stuck in a current which especially at holland state park and at the grand haven um, state park the the pier structures the The lighthouse at Holland State Park, these um, break walls, all those things create structural currents, which is why please, 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 please don't jump off of the pier. It's super dumb Um, (laughs) that you can basically get sucked underneath that current and there's no way for you to escape. Um, Rip currents are also a big issue. So if you get stuck in a current You need to flip on your back. That's the flip part. Um, Try and calm your breathing down. You're going to be super freaked out. You just need to get air into those lungs. You're going to float on your back to the point that you can calm down and sort of collect yourself. And you're going to float on your back along the current. You're going to follow that current, flip, float, follow, until the current is over and you can swim to shore safely.
0: Rip currents are the ones that run perpendicular to the shoreline correct
1: um, They can okay um, there's lots of different types of currents, and it really depends on the shape of the beach and what man-made structures are okay. in there like break walls and yeah. um, I mean there's just kind of a lot that you may not be able to see from the beach that that may be hiding there and and okay. that's really what the flags are there for you to know.
0: You shot a video I remember. I think it was last year of you going out on marine training with uh local sheriffs associations and I sheriff's have. Yeah. yeah
1: the ottawa county sheriff um, along with allegan county and kent county they host the marine academy for the the state each year in may ish when it's definitely still very cold <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> out yeah. on the water um and basically that gives new deputies firefighters police officers all around the state the opportunity to learn how to navigate a boat, learn how to pull someone over on a boat, which is a little tricky because you're both floating and aren't stationary. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. And some basic water rescue information. I've also done some... I've covered the Allegan County Sheriff's Office has done some FEMA training with their region, which is basically Allegan County down to the border um, of some sort of disaster planning the one that i went to was a a mock um event at the palisades nuclear plant so um yeah it gets intense <laughs> wow. um, but there's a lot that goes into the dive team trainings and the marine division trainings for these law enforcement officers
0: what, what were some of the things that really uh caught your eye or you really that kind of uh, you know resonated with you
1: um, I think one of the most important things, and this is also sort of something that is not necessarily common sense, is how important time is in a water rescue mm. situation. Right. So basically when you, when you become submerged underwater, a clock starts. And the faster they get you out, obviously the higher chance you have of being Alive at the end of the situation, um, and it's really fast. So, basically, after three minutes underwater, your heart stops, as a general rule. Um, after 10 minutes, you have a 14% chance of being alive. So, if you think of if you're having trouble on the beach, someone on shore or someone you're with calls 911, say they have to run to the beach to get that phone, they call 911, it takes 10 minutes at most probably for a sheriff's office deputy to get there or say they have to get the boat out that's docked you're already past 10 minutes yeah so the more that you can do to be aware and keep yourself safe in the water to the point that you don't need a rescue is in your best interest just in terms of logistics someone can't get there fast enough to help you a lot of the time not That's to be a, very, a downer, sorry, well, it's, but it's very sobering, right? Exactly. Uh, just
0: to uh, just to hear those numbers, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm really grateful that my sister in law enrolled my niece and nephew in swim training exactly. when they were basically in diapers, and yep. they know how to do it. So, to do yeah, the flip for sure. What was it? Flip, float, float. follow. Thank you <laughs> <sighs> maybe they can teach their uncle something. Then, yeah, if I can't remember that. Uh, anything you want, uh, you want? to recap before we sign off and
1: um basically keep yourself safe in the water and and be aware of the surroundings around you if you are struggling if you can't reach with your feet when you're in the water if the waves are starting to get a little much get out there's absolutely nothing wrong with chilling out on the beach but yeah. if you start to get into trouble you're putting a whole lot of people at risk including yourself and yeah We absolutely hate, hate, hate writing drowning stories here. I mean, we never want to write that someone has died, but especially we never want to write that someone has died from something so preventable as water safety.
0: Well, I think that will do it. Audra, thank you very much for coming on board. Of course. Uh, Yeah, this was, yeah, we had to scare this morning, late morning, early afternoon, that yeah, there, was there was a, a call at Grand Haven
1: again that somebody was in trouble. I mean, thankfully that person was okay and they right. got to shore, but I mean, it's kind of constant. There's lots of times that someone at Holland State Park is rescued by someone throwing a life preserver, yeah. or um, generally we don't get a report from the sheriff's office unless it is a drowning, but there's dozens of water rescues throughout the year and summer is definitely not over i mean it's still water rescue season for for at least a month or so
0: okay thank you audrey for coming on Uh, i think that will just about do it Uh, on behalf of audrey gamble i'm brian vernellis thank you all for listening and uh, we'll see you next time on from the newsroom